Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, September 29th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. All right. How's everyone doing? How is everyone doing on this Thursday, late night Thursday, Thursday evening? This is Thursday. I guess we they, they call Thursday the new Friday now. They have for a while, right? That could have ended during COVID, but now it's kind of back where Thursday is the new Friday. And everyone goes out and has a great time. The streets are, are getting you know, filled up with people again on Thursday nights. I have a, uh, a bar that's directly across from my apartment, and it's, uh, it's one of those bars. You know, well, a typical San Francisco bar where it's like, you know, $15, $16, $17 for a drink, and it gets packed with the techies. Techies come in and pack it out, pack it up. They don't mind paying $17 a pop for a drink. But um, that's right across the street. And now on Thursday nights, it's full. You really couldn't tell the difference between between Thursday night and, and Friday night anymore when it comes to the bar scene. Um, is that the way it's going? Is it happening in your neighborhood too? Is, is, is Thursday night becoming, you know, the big go out night again, the way it used to be? People starting the weekend uh, – a day early, making a four-day work week, or just going. I guess just. I guess they just go to work drunk, right? I guess they just go to work drunk on Friday, or they figure it's this weird thinking that they figure. Well, it's Friday, right? It's Friday. It's the last day of the week, so if I'm a little hungover, ah, I can get through it. Never understood that thinking, really. I mean, you still have to work the eight hours usually, right? So what's the difference if it's Monday, Wednesday, or Friday? You still have to work the eight hours, and you still get to go home and eat dinner and sleep. No matter what day of the week it is, but it's, it's amazing how we how we fool ourselves into thinking things psychologically, mentally, mind over matter, isn't it? It's totally mind over matter. Well, if it's Thursday night, I can get drunk because Friday is Friday, and I can I can get through the Friday drunk at work, but I can barely get through Monday or Tuesday hungover at work. It makes absolutely no sense, but that's what people think. So Thursday night is the new Friday, obviously. Um. You know, I, I was in a kind of a decent mood today, and then and then uh, I got an email, uh, well, a direct message from a friend of mine who lives up in Seattle, a libertarian, and he sent me a uh, he sent me an article, and the article um, is about Fauci. Okay, the article is about Fauci. Oh, before I get into this, I want I want to remind uh, people before I get into this. Uh, sorry, but I, I made a mistake yesterday. I said. That Saturday night was going to be a big get together. No, it's not. The get together, which I will not, and not, I'm not going to be taking part in, is Friday night. So tomorrow night, Friday night the thirtieth at seven thirty at at the Jones restaurant. If you want to show up, there will be people there, and it's a nice place. But I won't be there. Um, I'm actually going to uh, to kill a mockingbird tomorrow. Tomorrow night, I'm going out to the theater to kill a mockingbird. So the show, the Friday night show, might start a little bit late. It might start a little bit late because, uh, you know, it's, you know, these plays are 17 hours long to kill a mockingbird. So I hope I'll try to get the show to start as, as close to 11 or just shortly after 11 as possible. But I will just seem to kill a mockingbird. So I think this is, this is the first theater i've gone to i think this will be the first theater because i I should mention the golden gate theater and i believe the orpheum theaters in san francisco i'll give some credit a little bit of light credit where creds do they've ended their vaccine and masking mandate so you can go to those theaters now without 
showing proof of vaccination or wearing masks. Of course, they'll still strongly recommend 85 boosters and three masks, but you don't have to wear them anymore. So myself and my roommate, we're going to go out to see To Kill a Mockingbird with uh, Richard Thomas, which has gotten very good reviews. I think Aaron Sorkin, I believe, is it Aaron Sorkin? I think directed it. So um, it could be the show could be the Friday night show might start a little bit late, a little bit late. Um, But like I said, the get together will not be Saturday. It will be, it will be Friday and it'll be at Jones, but I'll be at Kill a Mockingbird. So I won't be there, but there'll be, there'll be meetups in the future. There'll be meet and greets in the future. All right. Back to the bad news. The bad news is uh, Dr. Fauci. So I get this article this afternoon from a friend of mine saying, and the, he, he titled it, no wonder why Fauci doesn't want COVID to end. Well, this is out of uh, uh, a site called, and this has been covered on, on maybe on definitely on Fox. I'm not sure about the New York post, but definitely Fox also covered it. But this site is called open the books. It's a Substack, And it says Fauci's net worth. Listen to this. Fauci's net worth soared to 12.6 plus million. I'll repeat that again. Fauci net worth, remember his job pays about 400000 a year, which is too much to begin with. But anyway, Fauci's net worth soared to $12.6 million during the pandemic, up $5 million from before the pandemic. Okay? While millions of Americans suffered under his pandemic policies, Fauci's personal profits soared. Last night, our auditors at OpenTheBooks.com received Dr. Fauci's a financial 2021, FY 2021 financial disclosures from the National Institutes of Health. The documents contain a wealth of previously unknown information. For example, the Fauci household net worth now exceeds 12.6 million, up 5 million from 2019 through last year. In January of 22, U.S. Senator Roger Marshall forced open Dr. Anthony Fauci's unredacted financial records from 2019 and 2020. The release followed a heated Senate exchange between Fauci and Marshall that concluded with Fauci calling the senator a moron. I remember he said something like, all the information's there. It's all there. All the information's there. You're a moron. It's all there. And the information wasn't there. They had to force him to give the information. Once again, Fauci lying, as always, like his boss Biden. It was Fauci's code red moment when America's top doctor melted down on national television in the Senate hearing, when Marshall cited Forbes, that was our research on financial published in my then column at Forbes, it's been a dogfight to open the books on Fauci's finances. For example, our organization has filed four federal lawsuits versus NIH to open the books. Today, we post more of the financial disclosure that Dr. Fauci didn't want you to see. Here's a summary of our findings in the latest document release. Net worth. The Fauci household disclosed net worth increased from 7.6 million, why, why was this household making 7.6 million in 2019 to over 21 and a half million last year? Top paid. Fauci continued to be the most highly compensated federal employee. Okay, so his pay is ridiculous enough, but his pay is $456,000 in 21, and then he got a raise. The fucker, the fucker gets a raise, and 480000 this year. Surprised he's retiring. Fauci out-earned the president, four-star generals, and roughly 4.3 million other federal bureaucrats. Big awards. Listen to this now. In 2021, Fauci augmented his government income with nearly a million dollars in prizes. This is last year. A million dollars in prizes. 
from nonprofit organizations across the world. For example, the Dan David Foundation, based in Israel, awarded him $901,400 for speaking truth to power and defending science during the Trump administration. During the ongoing pandemic year of 2021, the Fauci income, household income, perks and benefits and unrealized investments gained total 2.8 million, including federal income and benefits of 903,000 outside awards and royalties totaling 1.019 million and 910,000 in investment gains. Here are the numbers as compiled by OrdersOpenTheBooks.com, an organization I lead. This analysis uses information we previously unearthed plus the newly released disclosures. So he breaks it down. Investment gains, 910,000. Gifts and awards, 919,000. Most from that big Dan David Israel thing. Uh, prestigious Dan David Award. With, uh, affiliated with Tel Aviv University. Fauci also collected awards of $12,500. Oh, a mere pittance from the Elliott Richardson Prize in Public Service on July 31st, 2021, and the Abelson Prize. So he's getting all of these, all of these big pharma, which these basically are. Look more into the Dan David Foundation. So these are basically awards that are basically connected with big pharma. They're like big pharma suck-up awards. They're awards to go to the big pharma whores, like Tony Fauci. And they call it, they're not going to call it the Big Pharma Whore Award, so they call it <laughs> Truth to Power. What Truth to Power? He was anti-Trump. Once again, Trump derangement syndrome is not only an American thing, it's also obviously an Israeli thing, at least with this Dan David Foundation and Tel Aviv University. Two years ago, Fauci was named Federal Employee of the Year. <laughs> is that like the McDonald's Employee of the Year? Does he get a little picture on the wall? To service medals, awards programs, he paid, oh, only $5,000. Here, federal employment conversation, 694000 he got from federal employment conversation. That's his crazy uh, uh, salary and bonuses and stuff. Look, oh yeah, royalties and professional reimbursements, 100000 plus. Disclosures show that Dr. Fauci edits the medical textbook, Harrison's Principles of Internal Medicine. By the way, editing means they put his name in it. They use his name. He doesn't do any editing because he doesn't have a fucking brain to do any real editing, any real publishing. And services on the board of the publisher McGraw Hill. In 21, he got 100 grand at least as the editor of the publication. This is what this is a fake job. This is like a fake job where they just give him $100,000 and they call him the editor of, of the publication. Basically, put his name. So basically, he's paid $100,000 to put his name in there. To give it, oh, cachet, the cachet of the Fauci name. This goes on and on and on. I really recommend everyone go to, uh, this is, Ad- no, I can't remember, I can't pronounce his last name. Adam Andrzejewski. Adam, uh, yes. I think it's Adam Andrzejewski. And he just wrote this yesterday in the, uh, oh, it's called Open the Books. It's openthebooks.com. And uh, it's titled Fauci's Net Worth Sword. It's 4.6 plus million during the pandemic up 5 million from 2019. So what's the moral of the story, people? What's the moral of the story? Yeah, I know. A guy commented on my Facebook, uh, my Twitter page saying, some people think the son of a bitch is a national treasure, flabbergasting. So when Fauci goes on television, after Biden 
says the pandemic's over and says, well, we're not even uh, close. We're not even close to making this en uh, endemic. We're not even close to living with this because he doesn't want to. Why would he want to? Why would he want COVID to go away? Why would he want COVID to be a cold or the flu? Why? When he's making millions, when he's getting $900,000 awards from, from, from foundations, when he's getting all these bonuses and all these kickbacks, when he's made $13 million, why would he want it to end? Look, this son of a bitch needs to be Nuremberged. This is people died. People forget about the just the economy killed people. The economy downturn, the economic downturn, people going into poverty. It killed people. People died from it. People died from his decisions that he got awards for. The middle class and the less fortunate died. They died figuratively and literally during the past two and a half years, while the rich like Fauci got richer. The proof is in the books. The proof is in the pudding, as they say. I like to stick them in pudding, head down. Head first, right into pudding. This is why I get such pleasure when someone like Ron DeSantis, who has some balls, some cojones, says, we need to chuck the little elf across the Potomac. We absolutely do. That's why this is part of what, I, did I send this to Rand Paul? I should have. I'm sure he knows this stuff. This is why Republicans have to win, and this little fuck has to be grilled come January. He got rich off a tragedy. He got rich off his horrible decisions, which killed, which killed the middle class, which killed small businesses, which has caused teenagers to get heart issues which is causing young people to just die like Coolio just died. Oh, he died of a heart attack at 50. He goes into a bathroom and just dies. And we're seeing more and more of this. But they'll get away with it because any 5,000 people tomorrow who are 20 years old can just simply die. And they'll say, oh, it happens. Yeah, you know, that's life. Not fair. So it doesn't matter. They can call it natural causes. They can call it heart attack. They can call it stroke. And anyone who says anything else is a crazy conspiracy theorist. But we know more and more younger people are dying. We see the stories that we've never seen before. Of people in their 20s and 30s, 40s and 50s all of a sudden just dying. Oh, they weren't even sick. Not for one day. And all the reports of myocarditis out of teenagers and kids in their 20s from doctors who never saw a case in their lives that are seeing cases in the hundreds now. Each doctor. I can't tell you how many times I've gone on Twitter and seen doctors and nurses saying, I have never seen a case of myocarditis in my career. And now I'm seeing 50 cases, 100 cases, 200 cases. This is Fauci's fault. This, he needs to be Nuremberg. This guy is a scumbag. He's a triple A Zicola scumbag who has gotten wealthy while everyone else has died. Everyone else has gone to poverty. People's businesses were closed. Kids lost two years of learning because of this son of a bitch. And the more we hear about him and the more we get these details, the more we see what a, what a monster this guy is, a, a true monster. And of course, he's got the big media on his side. He's got the fake news media on his side. They will keep putting him on. They'll keep making him re relevant. They'll keep COVID going. Because not only does Fauci make money off it, but the media makes money off it. The media makes money off COVID. COVID was boffo for the media. They got their ratings back. 
they get their clicks through through COVID stories, fear porn. So not only does Fauci, not only did Fauci get wealthy and popular off COVID, the media, the mainstream media got wealthy and popular off COVID. They don't want it to end either. So once again, you got Big Pharma doesn't want it to end because they can sell more and more boosters. You got Fauci doesn't want it to end. He's making millions and millions and getting interviewed left and right. You don't want the big media. They don't want it to end because they're getting their hits and their and their Nielsen ratings and their and their advertising advertising advertisement money and dollars and views and hits off this stuff. They don't want it to end. So this is this is what I've talked about. Big government, big tech, they don't want it to end. All these fat cats have gotten wealthy off this. So they never want this to go away. They'll keep it going as long as they can. They'll keep it going as long as they can. Like I said, always follow the money. I've said from day one on this, follow the money. Who is making money off this? Who's making money off it? If they are, investigate them. Investigate who they are, what they do, what they say, and where their money's coming from. And now we're seeing more and more simply because people are going to court and forcing bastards like Fauci to show. Now, when Fauci lied. We know he lied. So he's, he's lied. But he's a, very, he's a very sinister man. Because when he says, when he calls this, this, this congressperson a moron and says, oh, the, the books are open, he means his, his, uh, his, his tax returns which didn't have to, his, I'm sorry, his earnings, his earnings at NIH, which, doesn't, which didn't have to show any of this stuff. You see? That's what he's talking He's talking about his $450,000 salary. That is easy to access. That is public information. That's public knowledge. But not all these millions and these grants and these prizes and these awards that they had to dig deep and force, force him to release this information. Because, of course, he knows he doesn't want the public knowing he got wealthy off this. He didn't want the public to know he's made millions off this. Oh, I thought he was talking about my uh, my salary. He knows how to get away with this shit. But they got to put him up there. They have to grill him. The House and the Senate has to have to has to grill him. The whole the whole year of 2023 has to be about grilling this son of a bitch and finding out all this information and releasing all this information to the public and catching him in criminal acts because we know he's a criminal. We know he committed actual crimes. We know there are felonies that he committed. We just got to get him on it. We just have to pin him on them and send the fuck to jail for whatever's left of his sorry life. Here's the guy that got wealthy and rich. I want to, you know what they haven't investigated? I wonder how much money he made during AIDS. I wonder how much money he made off pushing AZT. I wonder how much money he made off awards off of killing gay men in the 80s and 90s. That's what I want to know. Let's go back even further. I want to go back even further. And then he had that gap, I guess, where there was nothing. And then COVID came his way and he knew he saw dollar signs again. He remembers how wealthy he probably got during AIDS and he wanted that wealth again in his old years. In his golden years. Because he didn't have enough. He didn't have a fucking enough for his whole life. He needs to have more. At eight years old, he needs to make millions. Of, who the hell needs to make $12 million when they're 82 fucking years old? Only a sociopath. Only a true scumbag. Who doesn't give a shit about anyone but himself. Does that ruin my day? As it would ruin yours. Did I just ruin your day? Um, if you want to call in, everything's open. The phone lines are open. If you want to talk about 
if you want to talk about uh, the the these these Fauchim, this Fauchim, Fauci, or anything else. Um, something else you might want to talk about is the new YouGov Yahoo poll, if you know about it. So this is a poll that they just took since Joe Biden took office. They asked people, as we go from one, as we go from one Cavone uh, to another, from Fauci to Biden. Um, since Joe Biden took office, have things gotten better or worse? Simple question, right? Okay. Worse, 46%, better, 19%. I don't know where the others are, probably neutral. Okay, Democrats. This is, this is, this is, get ready to laugh. Democrats, 42% Democrats say better. Only 17% say worse. I'll explain that result in a second. Yeah, there's these, de- right. He's a Democrat, they're Democrats, cult of Democrat, but there's more to it than that. The GOP, 8% better, 78% worse. That's not a surprise. But the more important one, where 50% of the voters fit in, is the independents. Only 11% said better, 51% said worse. And there is Joe Biden's low approval. There is the danger for the Democrats, the independents. Okay, the Democrats. Okay. Well, 42% say better, 70% worse. You know why? Not because their economy is better. Not because they're doing better. Because Trump is gone. That's all they care about, man. That's all they care about, man, woman, and she, her, it, whoever's listening to me. Um, all pronouns inclusive, of course, on this show. We are a pronoun inclusive show. Um, it's, just, it's just Trump derangement syndrome. They got rid of Trump, so things are better. That's it. That's all that matters. You understand? That's all that matters to them. Trump gone. Things are better because Trump gone. Because before Joe Biden took office, Trump was president. Now Biden's president. So therefore, things are better, not worse. Doesn't matter about the economy. Doesn't matter if they're struggling, but even worse, it doesn't matter if their fellow man is struggling. They don't give a shit. They don't care that more people are on the streets. They don't care that people have to decide between paying their rent and paying for gas. They don't care. They only care that Donald Trump is gone. That's it. That's all that matters. And they're sick. Trump derangement syndrome infested diseased minds. This horrible affliction of TDS. This terrible, awful affliction. I'd say worse than the Black Plague. I'm going to call this, I'm going to call Trump derangement worse than the Black Plague. This is, a, this is, this is such a, oh God, it's, it's like an infestation in the brain, right? It, the, it'll, they'll, it, and, and it's never ending. It'll never go away. It's never going to, there's no cure. We talked about this last week. There's no cure for this. There's no therapeutic. There's no, there's no vaccine, even a shitty one. There's nothing. There's nothing for it. It's here forever in the mind of the Democrat in the mind of the liberal. So it doesn't matter how bad things are. It doesn't matter how bad things are at the economy. It doesn't matter. So here, so these Democrats, the overwhelming majority of Democrats, inflation went from one to eight. Gas went from $2 to $5. Wait a minute. But wait, there's more. As like they say on late night television. But wait, there's more. There's more. 401ks have gone into the toilet. The stock market has plummeted, went below 30,000 for the first time in three years, two, three years. 
the homeless situation, crime, crime is 100 times worse than it was two years ago. The immigration, immigration for the first time in, the, in this year, in the year 2022, in the last calendar year, there were 2 million people, illegals crossing the border. So I think it's like double the amount of cross the border under Biden than Trump. So all of these things, all these things, these are, these are what you call facts. And there's a lot more. These are just off the top of my head. These are called facts, evidence, numbers that matter. But these Democrats don't care about that. They don't care that people are hurting, people are starving, people are getting raped and, and businesses are getting looted and robbed in big cities. They don't care that people are getting, Chicago, you're having, you have 8, 10, 15, 20 murders every week. And they don't care about this stuff. They don't care. All they care about is that Trump is gone. And that's why things are better. And I guarantee you, you govern Yahoo poll. They just ask better or worse, but I'm sure there are people guaranteed that most people can't just give that answer. Most people will probably say better because, worse because. I guarantee you that many of the Democrats who took that poll and said better immediately followed up with because Trump's gone. Of course, YouGov is not going to put that out there. Yahoo's not putting the reasons. I guarantee you. I guarantee you the people who did this poll, if it was people and not a computer, I guaranteed that. Democrats said better because Trump is gone. Guaranteed almost every Democrat said that. That's all they care about. That's it. One issue, and the issue is the guy who hasn't even been president for almost two years. That's how sick this is. It's not like abortions are okay. I think abortion and gay marriage are like, you know, wedge issues. They're really non-issues, but those are still actual issues, right? Because there is gay marriage. It exists. There is abortion. That happens. Trump is not an issue. He's not president. He hasn't been president for two years. He's got zero power, zilch, over your life right now. I mean, part of me, even though I'm a DeSantis guy, wants him to win again, just to fuck these people over, just to make them go insane, totally insane. Maybe they'll all commit Harry Carey and we'll thin the herd. This is all they care about, these people. A non-issue. A non-issue, a guy who's living in Florida at a resort for the last two years. Believe me, I I have friends who when I look up my Facebook page or my Twitter page, all I see is Trump. All I see is him scump, 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 orange, orange, orange monster. That's all the talk about. It's constant. Drives me crazy. Iggy, did you just write something to me? Mike, this has happened anywhere else in history before. No, in, no. Iggy, by the way, hold on one second, Iggy. If you want to, uh, if you want to call in, you can call in. I've been speaking for a half hour. If you want to talk about Trump or before this, I was speaking about. I don't know if you're in the room or not. I was talking about uh, the, uh, Fauci getting uh, wealthy, Fauci making financial disclosure showing he's made like 13 million over the last three or four years. But uh, yeah, there you. Okay, good. You're there. Okay, Iggy. Let me see. Let me get you on, Iggy. Hey, Iggy. What's up? Hey, cool. I'm always. I'm always unwilling to sort of call in until I know you've definitely finished what you're saying, what you want to say. I don't want to sort of interrupt. Iggy, I could talk for eight hours. You don't want to do that. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Look, I totally feel um, your frustration with the way that the issues that you and I know are actually the thing, right? gets batted off into the cult of personality. That's kind of what Trump is, isn't he? He's the whipping boy for the cult of personality that deflects issues away 
or our attention away from the real issues like the misappropriation of funds by any anyone involved in covid right the the corruption of 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 fauci and the entire nih niaid eco health alliance wuhan lab gain of function constant illegal funding pathway right i mean we're all they're all trying to move our eyes away even though that's actually impossible to do now right so and the thing about the law and stuff like this you know it, I, I understand that in california they've they've said that there's a a minimum threshold of about nine hundred dollars and as long as you shoplift below nine hundred dollars worth of shit you won't get charged is that true yes here in san francisco 950 if it's basically yeah. under a thousand it's got to be under a thousand yeah. that, that's clearly that's clearly clinically insane yes it is right yeah having yeah. having minimum tariff for shoplifting well, I mean, you never need to pay for groceries ever again, no matter how bad inflation is, right? Well, understand, because understand. That's I, can go under... to, I can go to Target and take $900 worth of shit out of Target. That's probably two two months worth of food. And then I go next door to Walmart Absolutely. and I'll take another $900. 900, per, it's 900 hey, per, yeah, it's that's my, inflation it's, just taken care of, isn't it? Because I'm not it, paying for any of it. It's 900 per loot, per loot. So you could yeah. do it, you know, as long as you don't do the same store same time you can go back like, to that store the next day if you want to do it again so if you think about what that is not only have i but the state has also fixed the cost of living crisis because we can just loot several thousand dollars worth of food every day yet yet How iggy, perverse. yet iggy um if you went into a wall a walgreens or a walmart or a cvs or a drugstore here in san francisco without your mask on they would berate you <laughs> In fact, the, the security guy would have probably no problem putting his hand on you and throwing you out. Yeah, but, exactly, but if I'm stealing, right? if I'm stealing nine hundred dollars in drugs, he can't touch me. Yeah, right. That's that's clearly clinically insane, right? Mm-hmm. Now, at the same absolutely time, absolutely insane. Your yes, money and my money is is going through the through the floor. So mm-hmm. we're entering into the world of the Weimar Republic, mm-hmm. and at the same time, stock markets are tanking. But the thing is, everyone knew. Anyone who's got any money knew this was happening, right? This would happen in roughly this way, which is why asset prices have gone up. Because mm-hmm. anyone who had cash over the last decade to 15 years was cycling as much, grabbing as much cash from the government spigot as possible, and then converting that into assets in either property, gold, silver, crypto, or the markets, right? Or right. diamonds. That's why the price of art and classic cars has gone through the fucking roof because they are cash conversion engines, aren't they? They're just asset conversion, right? Basically, yeah. But the, but the little guy doesn't know this because the little guy is fed on shit from from the media and treated like a mushroom, kept in the dark and fed on shit, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 those people who talk about this narrative without being able to talk on a macroeconomic level of what the fuck is really happening tells me they're not the people you listen to. You find them on calling. You find them on the comment section of whatever newspaper you're reading, right? Now, the problem is that you'll end up in a situation that you're in where you're grossly frustrated because you kind of know what's important, but you also know how the world's being distracted, right? Right. And it's good that you express it through a medium like this because at least, you know, you're, there's a catharsis for you. And eventually, as your audience builds, you know, you make that, you make yeah. that information put out there. So good on you for at least doing this. Right. Because I think there's probably some kind of this is some form of therapy, right? I mean, it certainly is for me to be able to talk to you about. Oh, it, so. it's, it's total therapy. It's, it is therapy, yes. Without having but, to pay a therapist two hundred dollars for the yeah, hour. Exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> but 
my my question from this though is if you kind of recognize that the cult of personality is a thing should you be prepared one day to just let go of the interplay between the, the trumpian right and any any particular figures in it and the clintonian or bidenian left and those figures and just ignore that because you know it's manufactured theater if you ignore that what do we talk about well yeah what we could what you then start to talk about is the sublayer of reality which is actually the mechanics of what's really going on in the world so how you practically as a citizen deal with the guaranteed policy outcomes no matter who's in the white house right you know that if you put trump back in the trajectory will end up in the same place in the next five or six years as it would if you had Biden in there. Because the policy, what's that phrase? The faces change, but the policies stay the same. And it's really, survival is really tracking policy, not the face. Well, a big issue is, is that you can make the argument that the President of the United States doesn't run anything, right? Yeah. That's all, that argument has been made, that the President of the United States doesn't really run the system that there's a machinery in place, right? There's this machinery in place, and that stays in place no matter who the president is, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever party is in power in the White House, that machinery keeps chugging along, right? And and doesn't really matter that the president. How many times have people have said it, right? The president's a figurehead, right? Mm -hmm. They're a figurehead, and that let's face it, Iggy, this country would run fine without a president. You don't need a president. Right. We don't we don't need a figurehead. You don't need Biden or Trump or anybody else there. You don't need them. What what, what would happen if there were if Biden just whatever? I don't, I don't want to wish him poorly, whatever. He just went away or there was no president. Do you think the the country would collapse? No, the the country would continue to run. But what would happen is the citizens would basically become confused because they wouldn't know where to look. That's what they are there for. Right. Because they give somebody they give people the place, the person to look because you can't deal with the idea that there's a faceless bureaucracy that uh, you'll yeah, never hold accountable. You so need, the, the word, you need the word the that comes to, to my think mind. that he's accountable. That's what the, he's The word for. that comes to my mind is comfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a comfort knowing that, that daddy's there, right? He's a comfort target. So he's a target for the love and he's a target for the hate, right? But he doesn't do anything other than that. Yeah. I would love an experiment. I would love a social experiment where we just have no president for a while. Well, you, you're he, practically there now. If your president does what Joe Biden does, he might as well not. Be, he isn't there, is he? Upstairs, he ain't there. Yeah, obviously, but but you know, <laughs> but there, but people can fool themselves into believing yeah. he is, right? Yeah, right. There are people who on the left who will fool themselves into believing he is. Well, they okay. Just, yeah. Have it. you seen Kamala Harris's statement today, or or, or earlier today from South I, Korea? I try to ignore her. What did she say? Oh my God, she was at the DMZ. Okay, and she literally said that she was that that she said we're here with our partners, North Korea. She said North Korea instead of South Korea. Oh, did she say North Korea instead of South Korea? Yeah, yeah, completely. Right. She made the biggest faux pas that's almost impossible to make on the Korean Peninsula. She spoke and said, I'm here. This is a monumental moment in history of time. And and here we are confirming our super strong partnership with our great ally, Asian ally. North Korea, something words to that effect, and that's when she said North Korea. It's like, 
you can't make a bigger gaffe on the Korean Peninsula than that. Well, that, right? that was a big list. Look, look what we have. And, and yesterday, Biden goes around to an event and, and calls on a woman who just died. Jackie was yeah, She just yeah. died in a car here? accident Is a couple Jackie of months ago. Hey, Jackie, stand up. Hey, stand up, Jackie. <laughs> I mean, could you, you can't make this shit. Can you make this up? Could you write yeah, but I mean, have you seen the clip? Have you seen the clip of Biden when he's going? Yeah, I used to. I've got, I've got this like long blonde hair on my legs, and when I was in the pool, the kids used to come up and they love to grab my hair on my legs, and I, yeah. I love kids. What? Yeah, the... he, he said something like, 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 what do he call them? Like ants? My, my, my hair would yeah. go up and down like ants like, on my legs. It's like, yeah, dude, I mean... what, what are you, what are you talking about? Um, and are you on crack? Right. Yeah. I mean, Hunter is, so his dad could be. Like, Biden's always I'm... been known as a gaff machine, but that gaff machine has now, got... it's a gaff machine plus dementia now, you see. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. But That's... also, did you, see the, did you see the one where he was, literally days ago, he's pointing at a child, a young woman in the crowd. Oh, and he, he says, hey, was 11, you've got to say hello to me. Like I was 30, you were 12. Yeah, what? Yeah. I know, I know. It didn't sound. Even if, even if it's not as bad as it sounds. Yeah, it's bad. He, I, 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 you know, it's like he was. What I, this is like? It's getting to the point now. We have to try to make excuses for this guy, which they do all the time. But I think what, he was supposedly referring to the fact that you know she taught him so much, yet she was so much younger than him politically. But you know, but it sounds terrible, especially yeah. when you know yeah. people think you're a pedophile. Right. So, so wait. So imagine the level of cognitive dissonance that has to be occurring in the minds of people who are pro Biden and pro Kamala Harris when they're faced with any of the clips that you and I just mentioned, right? Yeah, right? That level of cognitive dissonance is now off the scale. I could not possibly defend, if I was pro any of these people, with that low level of quality, there's no way that I could rationally defend them, even if I l was a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat and I voted for them. Because right. that's where my standard is, is these people are incompetent, or they became incompetent after I voted for them, they did this. I would not be able to support them. So why is it that people who are who claim to be intelligent are arrogant enough in chats on call in and other debates to try to poo-poo people who raise questions without even giving a firm opinion? And right. they'll go, God, it's like you don't know anything. God, you're a you're a X Y Z, and then they'll post a CNN link proving that ev that their point of view is right. Okay, those well, kind of people. And there's a they there's are a... in cognitive dissonance. They're in right. denial a... about the reality of the situation. Right, and most people in this country. Once again, I can't speak for the UK, but I know most people in this country have an issue, and the issue is that they have been taught, they have been told, to be submissive to big government, to be to be to be mm. submissive to the people who are in power. Right, yeah. they're in power because they're great. They're like like Dr. Fauci, he's in control because he's great. Yeah. He knows things. Yet then you you bring up something like this this article which shows his finances and showing him getting wealthy off of COVID, getting awards and making millions while other people yeah. suffered. And they'll say, and the left will say something like, he deserves it. Yeah, exactly. Deserves they'll ameliorate it. Deserves it. Yeah. And it's that sick, disgusting submissiveness that makes me really get, I, I, I get hives over that submissiveness. They're so submissive to people who they're told know things and are better than them and deserve the best in life while they deserve to be where they are. And people believe this. People, that's how these people get away with this shit. That's how the wealthy get away with this crap. Because you know what? I don't mind. I, I truly don't mind. Not like the progressives who hate all millionaires and billionaires, like, like Bernie, right? I don't mind. If you've made your money in a legit way where you've actually 
how about this? We've made a product that helps society, right? If you've made a product that advances technology, like Elon Musk, I don't care. You could, I don't care how many billions he has. Good for him. Look, after a certain amount, it doesn't matter anymore anyway. But good for him. But when you're a guy like Fauci and you've made money off the suffering of others and lying and manipulating, that is what I despise. And those people deserve the worst either in this life or if there's a next one. I agree with everything you say in sentiment, right? However, there's two, there's two problems, right? One is that there is a reality to be recognized that is this. Once you understand how the system works, where money goes from, how to tap it, and what you're going to be liable for, and the way that you limit your liability, which is essentially what capable government and corporate operators do once they get into a certain level of capability. You have to acknowledge that that is really the real way the world works. And therefore, you know, our value system of what they're doing is wrong and corrupt is right for us to feel like that. But we, but we have to acknowledge that, that um, our sentiments in this respect won't get us anywhere because the reality is, no matter how we feel about that, the reality is they know how to extract wealth from the system and they know how to get away with it. Right. And we are unless we do something fairly radical, we ain't changing it. And so the question becomes then, how do you cope a longer, a long life with that knowledge and that level of frustration so that it doesn't damage you to the point where, you know, it's all that consumes you and you become very negative and cynical about the world? You have to be able to cope with that somehow once you know that that's the game. Right. Absolutely. You either either become one of them or you either accept versions of that so that you start playing the world in that way to an extent right but maybe not the worst extent or you park it you fucking ignore it and you go and find a way to have a great life doing good shit that makes you happy right and you never look back at tony fauci and the rest of these twats right because you leave it behind <laughs> twats. it's a good name for them twats well, you know yeah they are right it is they you are, know but, but they're but, clever but... twats because they know how to tap the money stream but the problem is that we've talked. I've talked about this accountability for this kind of thing, and when you hold people accountable and make, and make uh, examples from yeah. them, and make examples of them, that that will deter people to do this stuff in the future. But when you let people yeah. get away with it, like yeah. he's getting okay. away with it, that's the. I problem. agree. Okay, so there's two problems we need to fix. One is we need to find a way to strip corporations of their rights as people because that is a one-sided paradigm what it means is that when a corporation acts in its interest it has all the rights of a person but when a corporation is found to have wronged a person in the real world its limitation is its liability is heavily limited less than a person which is why boeing dennis muhlenberg did not go to jail right for the crashes of the 737 uh, max which proven to be directly as a result of deliberate design flaws and cheapness and shit um, business by Boeing, which should have put Willenberg in jail, right? Th- right. That, that era ended with Enron. Now we need to reverse that as a society in order to be able to finger people who are um, responsible, because if those people, the only thing stopping corporate, uh, corporate, or even government runaways is the lack of jail threat. 
we need to reverse that for both levels. And, and, and that is a, that's a whole political campaign, basically. It is. That's a whole, you're right. That's exactly it. That's a whole political campaign. But I think this is what I've talked about with when people call up at this show. We have a caller, Joe. He's a nice guy. And he says, well, tell me what Republicans are going to do. Tell me what they're well, tell me what they're going to tell me what their platform is. Tell me what they're going to do better. Well, one thing I would tell Joe or anyone else listening is that Republicans will have hearings. We'll have hearings to investigate people like Fauci and what mm. happened for the last two and a half years. Democrats won't do that. If Democrats win again, they will, mm. that will not happen. If Republicans win, that will happen. That is a huge difference for me. And I'm not just a one-issue voter. I'm not like just a TDS, Trump derangement syndrome voter, where as long as Trump's gone, I'm happy. I'm not a one-issue one voter. I'm a, I'm a multi-issue voter. The economy, inflation, all that stuff matters. Crime, immigration. But this is so important that come 2023, January, there are hearings and we get the, all the information that's possible to get on television in front of a wide audience and people, uh, you know, people who aren't like you and me, people who don't really pay attention as much as we do. People don't listen to radio, talk radio, yeah. or podcasts, okay. or podcasts. people who just watch the major networks. We <clears throat> need Fauci on those networks. We need him grilled. We need the real facts to come out like all this information about his finances, people need to see this. People, he at least, if he's not going to go to jail, which of course is an incredible long shot, but if he's not going to go to jail, he should at least be held accountable and embarrassed to show his face anywhere again. Okay, so so there's an opportunity for you, right? Depending on what kind of guy you are, right? But obviously you're doing this little show and I'm guessing you've done other stuff as well, media-wise, right? Yes. yes. Now, because people have a very myopic view of the world, right? People people think that that's a negative thing because you think oh, these fuckers won't pay attention to anything, right? But what actually happens as well is there's an opposite to that. People can be time poor, attention poor people can be triggered onto what a single issue because you're the guy who keeps turning up in their face with that single issue, and eventually you get through to loads of people, right? But you have to be persistent. And there's an opportunity for you to do more than just this. You could literally start leafleting your local neighborhood, right? And just do it for three weeks with the yeah. same message over and over again. And then basically just see if you can use that process to connect to two, three, four people who live within a mile of you who all feel the same. And then suddenly you've got a little team of two or three people who are motivated. And then suddenly you, you widen up your leaflet drop or something like that. And suddenly you've got the very beginnings of a grassroots activist thing on a single issue that you really give a shit about. And before you know it, you, you, you know, you just persist and persist and persist on just one issue. So it's not too big. It's not too manageable. It's, it's not too complex. You could try doing that because in a way we all could. it's more yeah. effective than the app, the, the digitalization of this, because you're then into people's faces in a way that isn't happening in life anymore. So you actually have more impact when you turn up on the doorstep and say, I'm here about this one accountability issue. Are you with me? And they go, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm up for this. You see what right. I mean? Right. No, you're, you're right. There's a lot, there's a lot more we can do. There is, there's a lot more we can do, but I think that, you know, most people think the, what they can really do is, is, is vote. And it's true. I, voting is important. You know, who, who is in power is. Imp I know we, we've talked, we have made discussions on this show, including right now about, you know, does it really matter one way or the other? What, what are the real differences, blah, blah, blah. But 
I think right now we're at a time where it matters. I really will. I, and I might, you know, I, I, I probably didn't believe this 10 years ago, maybe not five years ago, maybe five years from now, I won't believe it. But right now we're at a time where this matters. That's why I end the show with, you know, vote Democrats out, because I truly believe that there's a huge difference. And what happens in November is going to really matter as to whether we can get past, we can truly get past COVID and restrictions of freedom or whether we're not going to get past that, or will there be accountability for what happened over the last two and a half years? Or will there be no accountability? And these and the, how will the history books be written? It could even it could even matter who wins in November. That could even decide how history books are written about what happened. Mm. Uh, you know, because the next year mm. or two might matter whether they're investigations or not. That yeah, will matter the, when it comes to the history. Write history. Yeah. yeah. So I think we don't. I don't want these people to be able to rewrite what happened. I want to. I want. I want. I want exactly what happened to be in our history books. I, I think it's very important. And once again, we can have main discussions on this show about the macro of the two parties and does it really matter? And the president, if they get yes, but let's talk about the micro of this issue. I think. I think is important. I do. Okay. Well, I'll let, let Daniel come on because I always take up loads of space. So that's okay. Cheers, it's okay. cheers Mike. Oh, cheers. Thank you. Okay, Daniel. I know, Dan, you're definitely in agree on, with me on this. This is an important issue, accountability, right? Accountability is definitely an important issue. And, and, and more importantly, um, um, I, I like Iggy. He's a thoughtful guy. I really like listening to him. Um, but I really don't like to have to disagree with um, the way he framed the choices for us all going ahead. It's not mutually exclusive that we seek accountability and that we carry on and live our best lives. Those things aren't mutually exclusive. And living our best life may well depend on whether we seek accountability. Um, I certainly will not be able to live with myself um, thinking that I am moving ahead with my life in a selfish way um, without seeking accountability so that this doesn't happen in all of our lives in the future. And it's going to happen again soon if we don't seek accountability uh, or happen in my children's lifetime. And, it, and to reiterate, it is going to happen again and soon. And the reason that I say that is because this was something we talked about in the past, that the blueprint for the COVID era, the biggest crime in history, was the swine flu pandemic of 2009. It was a bigger deal in Europe, so I imagine that Iggy probably knew more about this than uh, the American, most Americans did at the time. But if you want to read up about it, a great article is a reconstruction of a mass hysteria that was written in the reputable um, magazine Der Spiegel, Sorry for the background traffic. I'm, I'm outside. Um, it was written in Utter Spiegel um, in 2010. It was kind of a post-mortem on that huge crime that occurred. And here we are, you know, 10 years later. And they just, if you read the article in Der Spiegel, you will read it. And if you read it with the mind's eye of uh, 2010, because that's when it was written, you'll look at it and go, my God. This reads just like a blueprint for 2019, except for they added mask and they amped everything up with respect to cost by about two orders of magnitude. Yeah. And, and it's just, and, and they're going to do it again. And they're going to do it again within 10 years. Um, look, look at, we got a housing bubble that's blowing up right now that, that along with the recession and the inflation that is destroying and fucking our economy up, this housing bubble is going to make things all the more awful. And when did we go through a housing bubble that burst? 
2007. So 15 years later, and we're going through the same thing again. Why? Because no one was held accountable then. If you don't hold them accountable, they are going to let you fatten and fleece you. Fatten, fleece you. That's not a good, uh, that's a mixed metaphor. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to, they're going to let you grow your, uh, your mane out or whatever you call that on sheep, and then they're going to fleece you. Uh, and, and it's going to happen in cycles. Every time you get too fat, they're taking you to the slaughterhouse. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, uh, on a different issue, Daniel, do you have any uh, insight on that award that Fauci won in Israel from what they gave him 900 grand for speaking truth to power? You mean um, abusing truth with power? Yeah, but the, the organization, do you have any insight on that organization? that um, gave? I've just, I've just looked into it a little bit. They uh, started out, um, the organization started out, well, for all of its, I don't know, over 20 years it's been in existence, I think. It was all about um, rewarding uh, historical scholarship. And then in 2021, suddenly they change and they're paying Fauci. <laughs> What's he have to do with history? Other than the fact that, that he pulled off the biggest crime in history, I mean, he's no historian. So, so all of a sudden, they they changed they they changed the whole, I guess, in the whole mission of the award, the whole mission of the of the organization. Yep, 2021, and it looks so conveniently uh, like they did it just for Fauci's sake. And and you know, this is this is what they do. This is what they did. This is what Bush did with George Tenet. You know, George Tenet yeah. gave uh, Bush all kinds of cover for lying us into the Iraq war um, when Tenet was head of the CIA. And what Bush do? After everyone in this country understood that what, what Tenet did, what did Bush do? He gives him the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Mm. It's all gas. It was all gaslighting. It's designed to make people think and go, well, maybe, maybe possibly I'm wrong about this person. And, and so you have people giving Fauci awards for what purpose? To try to to, to write to, to try to reconstruct this this guy's um, history, to write a century, try to rewrite history and yeah. rewrite this guy's place in history, and, and whitewash what this, this son of a bitch did. Um, and and they're just they're just getting ahead of the, the game. This is what they do. This is what they have been doing for hundreds of hundred year. People in power, they know how to play this game. Um, we simply can't let them. Yeah, it's called the Dan David. Once again, the Dan David Foundation, based in Israel, yeah. and they gave him nine hundred one thousand four hundred dollars for defending science. <laughs> yeah, and they said speaking truth to power, but yeah. we know that it was abusing the truth with power. How absurd is that? Truly, I mean, the son of a the son of a bitch, along with Francis Collins, went after the writers of the Great Barrington Declaration to try to defame them, mm -hmm. to, try, to try to disparage them, and most importantly, to attack their very extremely reasonable proposal that if it would have been enacted, would have saved so many lives in this country. Right. It would have saved our entire economy. We would not be going through this recession. Um, this, I mean, this whole gigantic, awful experience that we've had, this, this travesty that, that like no other in this country um, and we really haven't seen a, a crime on this level in this country ever uh, except for going back to slavery was probably the, the where, how far you would have to go back right. in order to 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 um to, right. to to um experience a crime as grotesque as what happened to us in the last few years incredible but, but um so, so we simply can't ever um, it, you never as um 
um, Jordan Peterson uh, is fond of saying, you never excuse treachery. You can, you can, you can, you can look the other way and not hold grudges and stuff, you know, and resolve to not hold grudges against people who have disagreements, but you never, never excuse treachery. Yes. Thank you. You know, I, I actually appreciate you calling in from the Indy 500 tonight. How's the Indy 500 going? <laughs> Where the hell are you? Well, I, I just exited the racetracks. Yes. I'm heading in for a pit stop, right? Yeah, ex- ex- yeah. exactly. Well, you know, look, like I said, there'll be no accountability at all. There won't even be any, any uh, superficial investigations into anything if Democrats win again. So... The, the choice is the choice is easy. The choice is obvious. You know, if you want if you want to know what happened, if you want the truth to come out about COVID, then you vote for Republicans. If you want to, of course, uh, hide the truth, then you vote for Democrats. That's the way. It goes. And if you want it never to happen again, right? Despite, if you want, to, but despite yeah. what, despite whether Fauci is ever prosecuted for, you know, what Anthony Mengele of uh, Fauci did, um, we the, more important than than seeking my vengeance against that son of a bitch is that this shit never happens again. Because like I said, it happened in 2009. It's happened in 2019 and it's going to happen in 2029. If we do not nip this in the bud and make sure that laws are changed with respect to both pharmaceuticals and um, liability um, with respect to um, how we behave when the UN declares level six pandemics, we have to get rid of those laws that, uh, automatically cause uh, trigger purchases of uh, pharmaceuticals that haven't even been created yet. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of work to be done. And, um, and, and basically what we are simply doing is going back to the Constitution. You, you, you can't, it's, it's totally unconstitutional to, to, to tell an industry, ah, you can fuck people's lives up, kill them, maim them, um, you know, destroy their lives, and we're not gonna hold you liable and, and fuck the Constitution, you know? Mm-hmm. All we have to do is re- to fix this problem is return to the bedrock of our Constitution. That's it. I agree. Daniel, thanks for the call. I appreciate it, as always. And like I said, this is it's so easy. Once again, I don't live in a I don't live in a uh, swing district, so I, I'm probably not seeing a lot of the ads out there. I guess you can look on YouTube for a lot of ads that, you know, campaigns are running around the country. But it, it's so simple for me. If I'm a Republican. The ads I'm spending all of my money, all of it on ads that say, if you want your businesses closed again, if you want to be locked down again, if you want your kids to not be able to go to school again, if you want to not be able to open your business again, if you want to not be able to go to work again because you got to watch your kid at home because they're schooling at home, if you want all this to happen again, vote Democrat. That's it. Vote for my opponent, my Democratic opponent. If you want lockdowns again, if you want your businesses closed again, if you want your kids to be held out of school again, if you want all that to happen again, vote from my Democratic opponent. That's it. That's that's my message. That's simply my message, because all of that will indeed happen again as they have served notice. The Democrats have served us notice that they will do this again, the drop of a hat. They'll do it again. In one form or another, they'll do it again. Do you want that in your life again? It's a simple, it's a simple choice. And those are the ads I would run, and I'd run them over and over and over and over again. And they're all based on fact, on what just happened for the last two and a half years. They're not fear-based, they're fact-based. That's it. Uh, one more thing I want to mention tomorrow, but also, 
just quickly, as I talked about climate change and the climate change crazies going nuts. By the way, Ron DeSantis did a great job. In they'll try to spin this because there have been deaths. I think some counties may have had hundreds of deaths. But they'll spin this as, you know, Ron DeSantis didn't make people evacuate. He didn't make people evacuate. He believes in freedom. Look what happens when you believe in freedom. Well, he did a great job. You, first of all, you cannot make people evacuate. That's the worst thing you can do is say you have to because then they won't. And they do it all the time in places where they have mandatory evacuations. People stay. They don't drag them out of the house. So you can't do that. Give people a choice. And probably more people will leave if you give them a choice than if you say, don't, you have to do this. So in most counties, there were, there were a couple of mandatory evacuations, maybe one or two counties, but most there were not. So DeSantis left it up to the counties. And uh, he's done a great job. He's done a, this storm, most meteorologists say was worse than Katrina. The storm itself was more powerful and it hit an area that's much more populated. Florida is much more populated than Louisiana. And yet, you know, there's not even close to the devastation that there was with a storm that, that a storm that wasn't as powerful hitting an area without as many people. This was a very powerful storm hitting a, a, a state of, what, 21 million people. And, you know, and most of it, except for the what, the extreme, I'd say, southeastern part of the state, like Tampa, like uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood, that part wasn't hit. But the rest of the state was. The West Coast was creamed. DeSantis did a great job, as usual. Level-headed, level-headed, did the right thing, got the state of emergency well before the storm even hit, even before it even formed, was well out ahead of it. Um, totally unlike Katrina, where they were totally, you know, uh, not prepared. Um, and he did a great job. But it shows you could do a great job when you base something based on science and you do it in a level-headed fashion and you don't impose your will on other people. You just give them the information. You give adults. You give the population the information they need to make the right decision, to make the decision for themselves. And that's what he he did. He did it during COVID and he did it for this hurricane. And Florida is better off for it. So I think Ron DeSantis did a great job. The left wing media and Charlie Crist will obviously try to use another tragedy for political gain and say, oh, my God, it could have been so much better. Yeah, of course. Of course. Right. Like they, like they try to do a COVID. Just one more mask and there have been 10 fewer deaths. You know, things you can never, ever prove. This is what they try to do. This is the game they play. But I think Ron DeSantis did a great job. And by the way, uh, there was a peer study. It was done. And it showed that the, the climatological record shows no major increase in these natural phenomena. Over the period, global temps increased one degree and deaths from natural disasters went down 99%. Climate changes, humanity adapts, there's no crisis. That's from Ben Becker, a friend on Twitter. And this is in a, uh, a peer review, what's it called, Springer? Let me see if I can read these. Springer.com, like Jerry Springer, S-P-R-I-N-G-E-R.com. And they have this peer review that showed uh, that the hair, the, the world is not on fire. Our hair is not going to fall out. This is not the apocalypse. This is a bad storm. And from time to time, we're going to get bad storms during hurricane season. Tomorrow, I want to talk a little bit, something different, not the whole show, but I want to, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the home run record that Aaron Judge has tied the home run record set by Roger Maris uh, in 1961. He had 61 and 61. This is crazy numbers, right? 61. Roger Maris had 61 home runs. In 1961, which was 61 years ago, and Aaron Judge just tied that with 61. He's got seven more games to break it with 62. It'll probably happen. But the whole controversy over, is this the real record or is the Bonds-McGuire 70-plus home run ridiculousness 
the real record from the steroid age? I think the answer is obvious, totally obvious, that it just so happens that during the steroid age, by the way, if you look at photos of these guys from pre-steroids to post-steroids, especially Bonds, they're like 175 pounds and then they're like 250 pounds of muscle before and after. It's obvious. And no one before them ever hit that many home runs and no one since them has hit those many, that many home runs. So obviously it was steroids and I believe it shouldn't count. I believe cheating doesn't count. I believe you're a loser if you cheat. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Maybe you'd want to call in and talk about that. We'll talk about anything that's on your mind as well. There'll be a couple of film reviews. I'm going to see To Kill a Mockingbird. So once again, this show normally airs 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. London time for Iggy and others across the pond. It may start a little bit later tomorrow, but I'll try to get it to start as close to 11 Pacific time as possible because I am going to see To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, Okay. I think uh, we're wrapping it up. Let's see. Should we wrap it up? I'm talking to myself, by the way. There's nobody here. Yes. Okay. We'll wrap up the show. I want to thank, I want to thank Iggy for calling. I want to thank Daniel for calling. I want to thank everyone who listened. Uh, The name of the show is And Let's Be Heard. I'm Mike Atropoli. And as always, remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you back here tomorrow night.